Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Led by Life. We're your hosts. I'm Rafaela, and this is Hannah. Welcome back. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, Hannah and I are both manifestors in human design based on our energy types. And when we met, we instantly wanted to keep going a little deeper. So if you're new here, welcome. Hannah and I talk about how each gene key relates to our own life, how we experience it, how we see it in the collective and just with those around us and in our personal lives. So we get pretty raw and real and talk about things. So, um, and this week we're on gene key 25 and actually Hannah has this, this one defined. So it's the shadow of constriction, the gift of acceptance, correct? Yeah. And I actually don't remember the city. Universal love. Universal love. Yes. It's located in the G center and, you know, I'll just share a little bit. Um, last week, Hannah and I came to do the podcast and it just turned out that we really needed a moment to, for ourselves, we got pretty vulnerable with each other, had such a supportive conversation, I think. And we both sort of realized, like, I think that in the relatability of like this jinky specifically, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I feel it. Like I've literally have had trouble breathing lately and I have felt this tightness in my chest and in my back and haven't been well physically, um, or my best in the last month. And, um, it just all kind of like really fell through. And I understood it in the sense for me, um, of if I'm just speaking like the most kind of clearest, like non-detailed way of it that, oh, and then came this sense of acceptance of mm-hmm. where I'm at and everything that that comes with and all the transitions in life that have happened and how my resistance towards here and now may be what I'm feeling then physically in this like physical constriction. And he talks about the breath and how that's connected into this gene key. Um, And it sort of seems like that all happened like as we were getting ready to go into it. And then Hannah had her own experiences of a lot of different things. And you've shared with me, you've read this chapter many times because it's your, is it your sun sign? No, sorry. It's my personality earth. Personality. So in case it's my evolution. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess what I really would love to hear is now having read it so many different times, having gone through different life experiences, what is starting to just be clear to you or visible as it, as it, as far as this gene key? Well, he talks about acceptance being like this continual process at the gift frequency. So when you kind of overcome the shadow of constriction or perhaps even just become aware of the constriction, 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of like the starting point for a lot of um, moving from the shadow to the gift is often just the awareness that it's there, noticing when it comes up. And he talks about like these bands, these frequency bands, and he talks about how uh, like <laughs> you're constantly being tested uh, with your level of acceptance at the gift level um, and when you finally kind of move into the civic state, it's like an just a complete acceptance and surrender of your utter helplessness. And do you remember that bit, reading that bit in the chapter? It feels like so long ago that I read it. I actually don't. <laughs> well, that's all right. But I just, I think that that's kind of what's really standing out to me. And it's been my experience recently is that this uh, gift and this gene key is just like so connected to humanity. It's um, it's in the the ring of humanity, I think, the codon mm-hmm. ring. And I've really just felt this like my spirit is constantly being tested, and I know that that's like just part of my process and part of what I'm here to do. And it's just felt really tiring lately because there has been a lot of constriction and a lot of tightness in my chest and a lot of like physical symptoms. And it's really been revealing to me like where I'm not accepting myself and the present moment and like my experiences And I just kind of came to this realization, even just this morning, that like any suffering I'm experiencing is when I'm not accepting things as they are, which I already kind of knew, like, especially from my work as a mindfulness and meditation teacher, I know that like anytime we're resisting reality, Mm -hmm. we suffer in some way. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) When we want things to be different than the way they are, we suffer, but it was just like this real realization that I woke up to this morning and I even just wrote it in my journal, like non-acceptance equals suffering. Acceptance equals detachment. And that equals love essentially to me or like loving what is loving the present moment and like moving from that kind of fear-based experience to the more loving accepting one so yeah that's just like a little bit of of my recent experience Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I remember when I first learned about the channel of initiation which is what the 25 connects to the 51 which I also have defined this is a really pivotal part of my chart it's what makes up my um creates my authority like that's these two gates coming together is what then makes me an ego manifester. If I didn't have these two gates defined, then I would be a projector. Like we've talked about this before. Uh, And so like, and I remember learning that life is constantly initiating me. And it's like this ego going into the, you know, the heart center, going into the identity center. And it's like this, um, energy of like competitiveness and wanting to be first and um, almost like this egoic kind of energy being met with the spirit, you know, of the 25th gate, which is the gate of the spirit of the self. And um, I remember just learning that like I'm going to be constantly tested. My spirit will constantly be tested um, through this kind of channel the energy of this channel 
which is not always easy. No. And it made me, as you were sharing, it is your personality earth, correct? And that signifying, um, so each of the big four that make up your um, incarnation cross is your personality earth, your design earth, design sun, design personality sun. Yeah, yeah. those four, right? <laughs> and they all kind of um, resemble major themes in our life. And that's kind of what makes up this incarnation cross. That's this overarching theme. Um, mm-hmm. The What you're here to learn, what you're here to your evolution, um, what keeps your, what keeps you healthy. And I can't remember the fourth one, or maybe if I'm overlapping. Uh, your purpose, your purpose, the last one. Yeah. Okay. So, right. And so this one being for you specifically, your personality, earth, your evolution. Um, it's what I'm it's, here to learn. But you're here to learn. It almost seems just correct, right? That you will constantly, because I think about it, how do we evolve? Like mm. we can only evolve by, in my in my opinion, through repetition, breakdown, growth, repetition, breakdown, growth, repetition, like over and over again until you like ascend literally to mm. the highest frequency of that, whatever that means for you, right? In, in your form. And it almost just seems correct that you would be constantly tested or met with challenges that cause you to go up against this theme, yes. right, over and over and over again. And it's like, oh, but he even talks about um, the more that you like are asked to accept, so the more. The more that you're going to be given to ask to accept, but then actually that's what creates your greater capacity to love, to feel love. So it's like in order to really kind of fulfill this purpose, the purpose of this gate, you have to go deeper and deeper and deeper into acceptance. Mm. It makes it makes me think of like, um, and I maybe have talked about this story before on a previous podcast we've had but it makes me think of you know those stories yes we we have when we've talked about forgiveness uh, um yeah because the story the stories that there are of men who forgive the murderers of their children and yeah. how there's this just divine forgiveness that comes through them for this other person that is unexplainable and it almost seems to me that again, like I guess if you're looking at this in that Cidic state, that universal love, then it's like the utmost acceptance. The universal love is the utmost acceptance of everything that is without yeah. judgment or concern or you know constriction. Constri- yeah. Without, without limitation. And without he actually like in order to understand the shadow you have to look at the other side of the spectrum which is the city and um it is like unlimited unbounded love mm-hmm. right so and and he talks about then on the other hand the shadow of constriction being wherever there's a lack of love constriction is present 
So anywhere there is a lack of love, constriction is present. I have to share this story with you real quick about what happened okay. last night. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so Travis and I uh, decided to go to a sound bowl healing session and he's never been, and I've been to two and, you know, I'm just telling him a, bit, a little bit about how it is. And, um, you know, people can fall into really like deep sleep and things like that. And so we go great guy ready laying there and it's very nice and everything's going well. And then all of a sudden, at some point I start hearing like someone snoring and it was like in and out, in and out a little bit. And he was at some point like walking around with a bowl. So I think that kind of blocked it out a little bit, but there came a moment at the very, like close to the end where I was like, the the snoring was getting louder and nothing was going to cover that. And I was thinking, okay, just accept it. Like this is here in this moment. And it's, it's part of, it's part of this right now. So allow it to just be the sound, bring it in, don't resist it. And then immediately I was like, no, fuck that. Like, I don't want to hear this snoring right now. Like I'm, I don't have to like it. I really don't. And then I just kind of sat there and shortly after like that little internal fit I was having, it just so happened that it was close to the end. But I just share that because sometimes I think we can, I don't, yeah, I don't even really know. Like, I don't want to say throw blanket statements on everything, but I really had a hard time accepting the story yesterday. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want to, and I don't know how relevant that is to this, but I just had to share it with you because I had my own moment where I was like, this well, it amazing. actually just unlocked something for me in mm-hmm. that um, what it made me think of is, and like, yes, I, I completely agree with you. I think we all can relate to those experiences where we're like, I just, we just don't want things to be the way that they are, or we're judging the experience mm-hmm. that's happening. Um, and we can create all kinds of stories around that, but our experience or the way we perceive the experience then determines how we feel about it and what, like, our attitude towards it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're there in the sound healing being like, this is so shit, they shouldn't be snoring, why don't they shut up, why isn't someone saying something or whatever kind of story, and I'm like, I don't know what you were thinking, but, mm-hmm. like, any kind of story that we create around that, it's then going to mean that you're not enjoying the experience, right? Because yeah, because I some- loved it resistance there's some form of non-acceptance um and what it unlocked for me was that uh I've, I've really been thinking about the connection between the 25th and the 46th which is its programming pro- partner pro- pro- <laughs> program <laughs> why is that so programming partner <laughs> of the 25th uh, because that's my personality sun gate And um, I've been thinking a lot about the relationship between these two. And in the 26th, the 46th, I'm so sorry. 
and it's having a, a mix up of words. I love it. Go ahead. Um, in the 46th, he talks about attitude and how, um, you know, the 46th relates a lot to success and failure and it's based on our attitude, right? How we're perceiving things to be is, is what will determine the experience. And it just really made me think of that, like the non-acceptance. And I've kind of, again, known this, but I haven't really like felt into this uh, connection is like, yeah, whenever there's non-acceptance, there's some form of judgment, which is then determining the experience, which then leads to either good luck or bad luck of the 46th because the 46th is all about luck, you know, and serendipity. And, um, yeah, just that just kind of your story mm-hmm. made that like unlock for me on another level that I haven't really thought of before. Yeah. I found it very interesting that you used the word unlock. Like my story here just now in this moment unlocks some sort of insight for you. And I Mm -hmm. wonder if that's like me, because I do have that storytelling quality, that gate, wherever it is. I can't remember which one it is right now. Um, If maybe that signal, that insight to drop down and you communicate it, maybe you don't understand it fully right now. but at least now it's dropped down even further. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by like now the mechanics of the energetics that are way beyond our like physical, physical, invisible reality. Huh. It's funny that I like was just tripping on my words and then like laughing about it with such a lightness um, because often I can get really serious. Like that's the shadow of the 46 is seriousness Mm -hmm. and, um, it just feels so heavy. And I, I feel like this 25th gate, when it's in, it's like when it's really uh, aligned or like when we're really in touch with that frequency, mm-hmm. it's so light. It's so childlike, you know, the 25th feels really childlike to me. It's like this young spirit that's just like so accepting, so loving, so just like whatever. Yeah. Does he talk about play or was this one of the previous ones? I think so. In the 25th. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I just wonder if I remember that correctly, but, um, so now like having, having it connect more for you given Mm -hmm you know, whatever's been going on, what do you think has been the greatest challenge in this process for you? Feeling the pain that comes with this shadow. Mm. Yeah. Experiencing that because I've, and I've had a few experiences and I told you, I think about some of them, but I even had another one last night where I just was so emotional and like just feel so much um and Rafa and I are both non-emotionals in human design we're both open so like I don't know about you but I'm a big feeler like I feel Mm -hmm. things in a big way and um I know often we can like pick things up and amplify it but I've just I have been moving through some really big emotions and part of it's felt personal and part of it's felt 
collective and it's like almost and I, I really feel like it was the 25th uh gate here feeling like suffering on behalf of humanity you know like yes it's personal and I can create a personal story around what I'm feeling like I don't feel good enough I don't feel or feeling like a sadness because maybe I wasn't loved in the way that I you know wanted to be as a child feeling sadness for not being seen in the way that I want to be seen or whatever it is but then like it felt bigger than that the the pain that I was experiencing felt so much bigger than just me and I think that that's what this gate is all about like it's um you know he talks about like Christ embodying this kind of energy of universal love and like taking on the suffering of all of humanity and I'm not saying that that's what I'm doing here but it's like just feeling like the suffering um and I suppose it's a beautiful thing having the capacity to feel so much but it's on a personal level, it can be really challenging because it just feels so big and I just want to escape it sometimes. And I even said to you before we got on this call, like I kind of had this realisation with the shadow, the repressive, repressed nature of the the shadow is ignorance. And I remember saying to you last week, sometimes I just wish I didn't know about any of this stuff because it almost feels like, I don't know it's like sometimes it almost feels harder to know about this stuff and like to know about yourself and to know to see it so clearly written out in a human design chart or in a in your hologenetic profile because it almost feels like this responsibility once you kind of know like okay this is who I am it's almost like this responsibility to then embody it and to decondition anything that's not you know that's getting in the way of you like embodying your true self and I I remember saying to you like sometimes I just wish I didn't know this stuff sometimes I wish I could just like turn a blind eye and just forget all about it and then just like live blissfully unaware (laughs) but it's not like ignorance is not bliss and he says that in the in the chapter it's it's actually more uncomfortable uh, to turn away from the fear or from the pain or whatever it is. And he talks about like this, um, what is it, the sacred wound? Yeah. The 20s about the sacred wound and, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't mm. know where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, back to like what kind of what you said at the beginning, I think that, um not no not that you're feeling no you are though like not that you're embodying Christ or you're trying to in some fashion (laughs) but you know maybe but maybe you are like maybe you Mm -hmm. are experiencing something that is just so deep that it gets conflicted between okay now what is mine and what is theirs And in the moment, like you can't possibly know, but also if we're talking about universal love, none of it is yours and none of it is theirs. It's, it's all, it's everyone's. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, it's like, again, back so to with the whole non-emotional thing, um, and us being open emotionals, you know, I, I had a similar moment 
a few days ago. Like today's my birthday. Um, (laughs) but, and I've never really been in, I I don't necessarily in the past have been around like such a contemplative time around my birthday. It's always been like a celebration and Mm -hmm. there's always been parties and dinners and more than one and alcohol and just dancing and a lot of just like celebration and this year has felt very different and the other day I remember I was like sitting on the couch um over the weekend and I couldn't eat I couldn't eat my dinner I could I it's like I literally hit a wall and I just dropped and I didn't like I've had moments where I've just started crying but this one was so different I didn't I I literally had to go to sleep. I (laughs) went to bed and I just remember it felt very heavy. Um, And it, and it, I think that might be a little bit, you know, personal, but I also didn't have any words to explain it. And I still don't, I have no idea what that night was about. Um, So, you know, I think again, like when you are an open emotional and there are these big themes and concepts and just shifts that we're going through. I feel that sometimes we're going to be able to discern what is ours and what's not. And then there are going to be times where what I think is also the teaching of an open emotional is to feel whatever it is that you feel and not have to necessarily like understand it or explain it. And that's actually just a very big part of my own process. I mean, I have the... um, I have doubt and confusion in, you know, defined, which is in the Ajna. And I also have the 12th. So no, yes, the 12th, mm-hmm. right? Where like, I'm, I'm meant to. Emotions, right? What? The 12th is about communicating emotions, right? Right. But I'm, I'm meant to experience the emotion prior to being able to explain it. And then the same thing happened to me again yesterday. Like maybe yes, yesterday being a little bit more connected to me turning an, one year older and who knows, but I just remember I I felt a similar feeling that I actually had felt last year on my birthday and I couldn't explain it because there were no words for it. And I just the one of the ways though that I do recognize I get through a moment is that I have to literally acknowledge it out loud. Like I have to maybe not explain what it is that is beneath the emotion, but I have to say like, right now I'm feeling this way and I don't know why, but I feel this and this and my heart's tight and all of this and I don't understand it. And sometimes just me like doing that allows me to like feel whatever it is and then I'll cry and then I'll be like, okay, moment over. Afterwards, you feel so much lighter, right? Yeah. Like tired and drained, like you mm-hmm. said, and you just need to sleep, but also it's, it is a release. It is mm-hmm. a release to feel things. Yeah. 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 Mm. Not sure how we got all the way to the solar plexus from the identity center, but that's okay. Well, yeah, I think it's 
I think it's relevant because it doesn't matter where it's coming from, the pain or the feeling. And actually, I want to know, like, when you feel things like that, do you, where do you feel it? Well, before I answer that, I just want to say, like, you're so right about that statement because you're right. It doesn't matter where it's coming from, but like the gift in this gate, what mm. matters is how we accept it mm. because the constriction of an emotion actually turns us into, you know, what's the reactive nature? I actually don't remember. Mm, let me look it up. But, you know, the the constriction of something um, actually makes something worse for us. What is it? Cold. It's cold. So it's like, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to own the depth of the sacred wound within right so which is like what we what I do a lot of teaching of is like you have to feel the feeling you have Mm -hmm. to um and where I feel it like when I mean I know that I feel anger in my head and in my face um sometimes in my chest too. Um, I sometimes when I get so angry, like, which is not that often, but when I do, I'll get so elevated that I can't speak. Like I'm shaky mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but something like this most recent, like yesterday, I just felt like I literally couldn't breathe. Like mm-hmm. it was it was in my chest and it was tight and it felt like this pressure, um, you know, and I wonder if even just me talking out loud, I, I wonder if what was being released was the rest of what was sitting within me from a year ago this year, like this time last year, because this time last year I was making the decision to <laughs> go back home to tell my mom, hey, I'm leaving Florida and I'm going to go to Oregon. And Mm -hmm. that felt so intense, like so much pressure. And I just, and I also knew that like the things that I cared and I love and I so close and dear and like just right there weren't going to be that way. And my biggest fear was being away from my mother. Yes, I'm very close with my mother. (laughs) Um, And this year I'm now moved, but not even in that state, um, in a completely different place, not having thought that I'd be here or doing the work that I'm doing now. And I just wonder if it was just the last little bit of this intense feeling of making a change, you know, cause the 25th is also in the identity center and it's also the center of love, purpose, and direction. Um, and in some way, all of those things have been challenged or changed or transitioned in the last year. 
Mm. And then now that we're talking about it and it's just all coming together right now, I just like, I don't have any pressure to try to make a decision about the direction of my life or um, the environment that I'm in. It's, it's all kind of just come together and it's happened. Um, Mm. Now, whether I accept it or not is a continuous challenge that I do. Uh, But to answer your question, like sometimes I feel a lot of things in my stomach and in my chest. Mm. Oftentimes I do. Because I can go very quick to sadness. And it's always kind of been that, that way for me. Like I can drop to the depth of just, oh, like hysterical-ness. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. It was funny how you said about, um, you know, the identity center being the center of love, purpose, and direction. And it's also where the magnetic monopole mm. uh, sits mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the G center. And it made me think of how the magnetic pole is like, magnetic monopole, sorry, is uh, like taking us, moving us through life where we need to go. And, you know, the, the 46th also talks about this, like life will take you where you need to go. You don't have to be so serious about it. Like, you know, it's, and, mm-hmm. and it just made me think about how interconnected, I mean, the 46th is also in the identity center. They both are, but, um, and in fact, all the gates of my incarnation cross are in the identity center because my uh, incarnation cross is the vessel of love. And so, there is a big focus on identity. There is a big focus on direction and, of course, love. And, yeah, I I suppose the 25th, when we think about it, like the spirit of the self is just like complete trust in life, in being taken where you need to go, like trusting in yourself, trusting in your spirit, trusting in God, source, life, whatever you believe in, like just trusting that you will be, you will be taken where you need to go. And that I think is where we meet the resistance is when we try and get in the way, when we try and force things or think things should be different than the way they are. Mm. You know, Mm. I, what came to me was the literal image of me being in the car yesterday, driving through the mountains and your words sort of dropped me back into being in the state of presence that I don't think I was in yesterday. Not that on a conscious level, I think I was resisting it um, or like not accepting it. But I think that's then where this constriction came from on some on some level, right? And and I don't need to know it. Um, and I can let my mind be confused by it. That's actually what's best. Um, but I almost I almost felt as you were saying that the presence of being in that experience because of the way you describe the magnetic monopole taking you to where it is that you need to go in this life on a very physical plane as well. And, you know, I feel like now I can look back at that moment and realize like, 
all of the things that I had been questioning um, kind of come together to the very moment that I have wanted. A moment like that of driving through the mountains, looking at the trees and Mm. having the sun in the sky. It was honestly such a beautiful drive. And on some level, I know now, maybe not know what about, there was some constriction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you can be somewhere, but not really be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes back to that idea of like our attitude determining our experience, because if we're there, but we're not really there because we're thinking about all these problems, all the things we need to do, all the stresses of life, then it's impacting the present moment experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm fully articulating what my mind kind of like is processing with this whole connection between the attitude and the, like I've just thought so much and I've been contemplating so much on this 46th and the 25th because they are such key parts of my chart and like I'm still, it's still there. It's still like, Mm-hmm. swelling around uh but yeah there's definitely something there <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I think that that's just the beauty of this process too you mm-hmm. know like it's something's happening mm-hmm. and at the right time in the right moment I th- I like to believe that you'll convey whatever message it is that kind of connects when it does yeah and I do want to say that I wouldn't ever go back and not know this stuff, even though sometimes you wish, like, I just wish things were simpler. I wish I didn't know about the fact that my incarnation cross is the vessel of love because that feels like a huge responsibility. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're here to love yourself. That feels like a big responsibility. And then you're here to teach other people how to do that. (laughs) Uh, That feels really big to me. Um, and I know we've talked about this before, like the, the kind of weight of that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wouldn't go back and change it because I think ignorance isn't bliss. Um, it's actually more uncomfortable to be unaware. <laughs> um, and I think for anyone who's here, anyone who's watching or listening and who is obviously into or wanting to learn more about human design, wanting to learn more about themselves and their purpose and their uh, own energy and like what, you know, the purpose of who you came here to be, really that's what this system, both of these systems are all about, is like discovering your, uh, embracing your higher purpose according to the gene keys and like being your differentiated individuated self according to human design like you have a responsibility you do like you have a responsibility to know yourself and then to express your true self in the world and I think that that's like yes something to take lightly and not so seriously but also like it is a responsibility and something that we you know if we really want to fulfill our destiny of being our true selves we must we must, you know, embrace and accept the challenge, Mm -hmm. accepting that that's like part of our journey. Yeah. I think that's also acceptance too, right? I've been thinking about that as well. Like acceptance is 
it's almost like a letting go. It's like a letting go of the constriction or the resistance. So it's like a loosening. If you think about it, like you think about a difficult situation, if you accept it, you're like mm-hmm. letting go of the resistance and letting mm-hmm. go of the grasp and the, uh, the judgment. But accepting is also like receiving. Accepting, when we like accept love or we accept a gift, you're also receiving it. So it's also like a taking in. It's also like mm-hmm. not just a letting go. It's yes, it's like letting go of the, it's almost like letting go of the resistance to make more, make room for more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about that? Cause I was thinking about the word like acceptance and what that means. And it's, yeah. Well, no, I mean, yes, I have. Cause I work in addictions and mm-hmm. you know, if you know anything about addictions or the 12 steps or things like that like it's a big concept that people talk about all the time and I always try to find new ways to describe such big principles um and I think that the way you described it is a very unique and different way of being able to relate to what you allow to come in when you do accept. Mm. Um, And maybe that's why the repressed and the reactive natures are described as such, because if I'm closed, like you're not letting anything in. And Mm. if you're just ignorant to what's out there in front of you, then you're still not, like letting anything new in. Um, And so I think that just the act of, and and I keep going back to like the sound bowl session I had yesterday, like very instantly when I was trying to accept it, um, I couldn't, but I didn't walk away feeling any less relaxed or entirely bothered honestly I walked out of there you know with Travis and then when we got outside closer to the car I just kind of started laughing because he had never been to one so I just thought Mm -hmm. it was so funny that his first session he had this person that's snoring so loud for like at least 20 minutes of the whole thing um and while I went through this internal battle of being able to of of wanting to just have this noise that was annoying me go away and not really allow it and accept it in that moment. Um, you know, I also think in the same, it's not like I got up and walked out the room, (laughs) you know, I didn't entirely just remain resistant to the whole thing. And, and maybe on some level that, just allows me to accept that not everything has to be perfect. Mm. Yeah. And I don't have to like it, but it doesn't make it any less true that it's there. Yeah. So you can acknowledge it Mm -hmm. and accept it and you don't have to like it, but you can accept it. I think that's a big part of acceptance, right? Like, 
I think what people really struggle with when it comes to acceptance is that there's certain things that we can, there's certain things that can be so unacceptable. I mean, we're just talking about like snoring at a sad sound bowl, <laughs> healing, sound healing. But, you know, if you think about the kinds of things that like extreme things, like you said before about someone forgiving the killer of their child was like something absolutely horrific, like I I do believe that two things can be true at once. It can be completely unacceptable and yet you can, these and, and these people show that it's still possible to come to a place of acceptance, not because you're condoning what the person's done, mm-hmm. but because you're setting yourself free again, like letting go of that like hold over you that that situation has in accepting it accepting it because it happened. I can't change it. There's nothing I can do to control or change this. So Mm -hmm. I like, I have a choice. Do I become a victim or do I accept and like set myself free? You know, Mm. I know it's like obviously easier said than done. And there's certain things that, you know, and you probably see a lot of it in the field of addiction and um, as a therapist, but yeah, like when we fight against reality, we suffer. You know, I guess I was just thinking about like it being in the location that it is. Um, and, you know, the not self theme of asking, um, am I looking for love, purpose, and direction? Mm-hmm. And how this kind of sort of ties into those bigger aspects or, you know, those themes of life where, so funny because literally what I was not accepting and what I was remaining very resistant to was my my life here in California the things Mm. that I'm experiencing now the change the environment um sure the purpose let's put purpose slash work the direction in which it's all going are all things that I was like not that I was like um looking for them right because I'm not looking for them but all things that I've been sort of like um, questioning in a sense, or just not accepting of how they are in this moment now. And, you know, on some level, whether it was the breath work I did a couple, I mean, I know it was the breath work I did a couple weeks ago um, and the support that I had through that and our friendship and some other things, you know, I've just kind of like had really, refresh sense of of allowing me allowing myself to take in life fully and maybe hopes in in doing so will I then lessen the constriction that I literally feel when I'm breathing sometimes because I'm not allowing myself to fully embrace you know what's right in front of me when it's exactly all of the things that I wanted but bringing this to attitude, right? How I can see it tying in now is that my attitude has been one of, well, it's not the same. It's not what it was. And so I don't see it being beneficial, but that really wasn't serving me. And I really just needed to go through some things to recognize that um, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. It's all divine and we can't always see it in the moment and I think Mm. that like 
there's so many examples of my own life where in the in the moment I couldn't see why something was happening and I you know could resist it and create all kinds of beliefs or attitudes towards the experience um you know but in hindsight now I can look back and see that things were happening exactly the way that they needed to and you know, again, there can still be some things that we can't necessarily make sense of, but we can still draw meaning from them because, mm-hmm. you know, through learning and through accepting that experience because it happened. And I think so many people would have those experiences where also like we're talking about, you know, the seriousness or the the things we don't want, but often the things that we really do want come to us in really uns unexpected like surprising ways and Mm -hmm. this is also what I really love about this energy and like the you know the channel of initiation as well if you go into the channel in the gene uh, sorry in the human design book it talks about like this leap into the void and that's like the leap into the the higher self the spirit of the self and uh you know often we we don't know when we take a leap, when we make a big change like you've done. We don't know what the outcome's going to be. We can never know what the outcome's going to be. We can never actually know the outcome of our lives because we can never know where life is going to take us. But often when we're not so attached to how we think it should be and we're not letting the attitudes of our mind determine our experiences, then like all kinds of magical, wonderful things can come to us in unexpected ways that we couldn't have possibly conceived of. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we really did it justice by um, letting whatever process we had been in kind of sit and be and come together for this episode today. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing with us, Hannah. Thank you too. Yeah. 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 And thank yeah. you for your friendship and everything you do. And happy birthday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> it is my birthday. Yeah, it's happy birthday to me. I'm very excited. It's been a lovely day. Um, and if anybody shares this birthday, just share it with me. I'd love to know. Um, or share with Hannah and I on how the 25th expresses itself through you. If you have this one or don't. Um, yeah. Until the next time, guys. Bye.